Hello and welcome to a brand new installment of Nintendo News Report for Friday, August 18th, 2017. I'm Alex Kalafi, joined today by a full panel of Nintendo News Reporters. That is our friend from Canada, Mr. Donald Terrio. Hello. Nice to see you, to see you nice. So what is that a reference to? A uh, reference to one of the great British television hosts who sadly passed away today, Bruce Forsyth. Rest in peace, Mr. Forsyth. Also joined by Zachary Miller from Alaska, who is turning a page of paper way louder than he thinks it is. <laughs> really? Oh yeah, it's. Really I have a very sensitive microphone, apparently. You do. It, I can. I can pick up a lot. <laughs> well, maybe I should not get one of those fancy mics. <laughs> maybe not. Um, no, no, it's. And I'm not even being passive. It's just I didn't want you to have it up to the microphone and think. It, yeah, no. All right. Word, 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 word. All right. Justin Verubi, how you doing? All right. How are you, Alex? Enjoy your I'm vacation. Gr- <laughs> I'm great. I'm back from Texas. I uh, I uh, bought a cowboy hat, some snakeskin boots, some Tex-Mex. Oh, God. Uh, I, I got, I bought my very own salt lick. <laughs> did you see a, did you see a chupacabra? I, I saw three chupacabra, one <laughs> armadillo, and, uh. Not a ten-gallon hat, but a fifteen-gallon hat. So, now, why were you down there? Oh, it was um, so my significant other was in, who's behind me right now, and is probably giving me the best look. Uh, she is, she she was in Texas for a month, seeing her family. She goes to school Oof. up here in Boston, and I spent the last week in Boston meeting her very nice family and having nice. some nice Texas cooking. I went into Austin. I got to swim in a spring. I got to swim in a lake. I got to see mm. a Texas grocery store where things are half priced. I did you big red. did did you try to sneak into retro? Yeah, <laughs> uh, they're in Austin, Texas, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the answer to that question is no, but I did hear some murmurs while I was down there that it's Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze Two. Right. <laughs> cool. I'll take that. <laughs> I won't. It's it's not. It's. I didn't actually hear that. Um. I bet retro. If retro is not working on a Metroid game, I sure hope they're working on something new. Bring back Project Camera. That's all I want. Yeah. I think that, I think you're barking at the wrong tree on that one. Yeah, I've played Project Hammer. <laughs> you don't want it to come back. I'd I'd be happy to see it come back. All right. What, was it okay? Is, is that what it was? It was too early to tell, I think. But I mean, <laughs> yeah. that was—I think that may have been one of the first. It's definitely one of the first Wii games I played because it was at that E3, and I was just going nuts, swinging that hammer around, man. On that. <laughs> Before we knew exactly how the thing worked, I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna swing this hammer everywhere. I'm killing everything. Very nice. You're like the guy from Nintendo Power who is like the only American journalist to play the Mega Man Legends Three demo. Yeah, I mean, I've also, I think the weirdest thing I've played that almost nobody's ever played is Cameo Elements of Power on GameCube. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Nice, nice, nice. Very nice. Okay, well, we do have a bit of a show this week. We waited until Friday because there was no news, and we waited until 10.21 p.m. on Friday because we just wanted to make sure we got all of the news out of this week that we could. Our top story is a Nintendo-dominated NPD's led by Splatoon 2, featuring a few other games Donald's going to touch on. I want to throw a quick shout-out to Crash Bandicoot in the number two slot, which is nasty. And this is and this is revenue-based, so, I mean, there is a possibility, although I think NPD would later confirm that Splatoon 2 did sell more copies, that based on the way they do it, that Crash could have been number one, theoretically. Mm. But... In the end, Splatoon 2, yeah, best-selling game in the U.S. in July. Uh, leaked numbers not confirmed suggest about 300,000, which is about double what any game does in July. Mm-hmm. So I think Nintendo might have a new sales month. And of the four games that Nintendo has released at retail on the Switch to this point, well, four of the five Nintendo retail games on Switch are in the top 20 with Zelda, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, and ARMS. Hmm. Very nice. The only one missing, of course, is 1-2-Switch. 
<laughs> oh, poor one. And, and nothing of value is lost. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think it's great that Nintendo is dominating the charts again, which is which is not the hottest take in the whole world, but seeing Splatoon up there is very heartwarming. Yeah, probably won't happen this month just because, well, Madden exists, but... Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Depending on the Halo effect, there we and depending on how uh, how vicious the uh, the ketchup versus mayo slap fight was, then that could be a uh, could be a sign for Nintendo that that's going to carry on. But I think the more concerning thing out of this was that you know Nintendo released a new hardware rev in July with the new 2DS XL and 3DS did not move. Oh yeah, oh, that's too bad. Yeah, the like I think it was down about thirty percent from last year, and it wasn't, and according to NVIDIA, it was not one of the three best-selling platforms that month, which, okay, I could see it, you know, missing the P- missing the PS4 and the Switch, but it, the Xbox One beat it. And you would think that given how the Xbox One has been down relatively year over year, that a newer, better rev of the 3DS would do something, but apparently not. Let alone hmm. the fact... That the that the Xbox is like two or three months away from launching a new platform, and yeah. the 3DS just launched a new platform. Yeah, unless it's, I mean, this you might want to stock up on those 2DSs now because they could end up like the GBA Micro or my favorite last end of gen GBA, the backlit SP. Yes. Yeah. And the NES SP. Are you referring to the any the second NES or the uh, NES Classic? <laughs> uh, Good question. Well, it's sorry to uh, make some noise, but I did find my old GBA Micro at home. Hey, I've got two of those. Oh, you yeah. don't have a faceplate. No, I do. It's just it's the oh. generic faceplate. Oh, okay. It's not nothing. It's not just uh, hardware bits, but it is just great. I got this at a GameStop. In maybe 2009-ish, 2008-ish for 30 bucks. Basically, right after the Game Boy Advance had been fully, fully, fully discontinued. And I think it might have been a couple years after that. And it was on the shelf for 30 bucks. And Damn! I it. And so I just bought it. And then, like a On the shelf, new box? Or was it used? It was, it was totally used, no box whatsoever. Basically in a bag, but who cares? Still right? fine, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I paid eighty bucks for my Famicom one. I ended up getting Astro Boy as the one GBA game that I played on it, so I That's I, good. I, I don't have any problems with my. Experience. You you might make a profit if you sell that nowadays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I probably would. I I bet that thing's worth thirty bucks. I might do a little Amazony Amazony check. Crash Bandicoot is probably the most heartwarming video game story of twenty seventeen with a possible exception for Sonic Mania, which we're going to be talking about in a second. But I thought going to talk about Bubsy. Bubsy is... <laughs> Bubsy is going to be this year's No Man's Sky. Revenge of the, the Furries. Heart, Heartburn of the year. <laughs> you, so, it'll, so in a year, it'll actually be good? Oh, man. <laughs> the No Man's Sky story is, is one of the craziest stories in video games. Just the fact that it was one of the most highly anticipated video games ever, at least indie games, but definitely maybe even games overall, overall. It ended up not being a hit with the greater audience, despite the fact that I would defend that game to the death as one of the most inventive efforts in video games in years. Uh, but it, it didn't quite stick the landing. Then a uh, year later, they finally gave that game the update it needed, and no one cares... And uh, Hello, Hello Games is still not out in the open. I I feel so bad for Hello Games because it's I, I don't think Sean Murray is some tragic villain. I no, think, I think Sony pushed it out the door. I think Sony maybe pushed it out the door, and I think Sean had probably had very grand plans that did not come to fruition. But I doubt that he fully lied. I think he was just excited at a, about a game that hadn't been fully realized. Yeah, he, he's, I think... this, he's this generation's Peter Moore. Mm-hmm. Or Peter Molyneux. Oh, that's what I mean. 
Yeah, except Molyneux never went back and updated his games to actually deliver on <laughs> most of what was promised. And we're talking. And I mean, it was pointed out. I be- I want to say it was on the Bombcast that. Sony doesn't really have a program for doing early access, and No Man's Sky is a definite early access game, even if it wasn't sold as such. Mm, yeah. yeah. Agreed. Agreed. I will defend No Man's Sky to the death, though. I think no game has better realized the feeling of going from a planet into space than No Man's Sky. To just, I feel like I'm traversing space when I'm playing No Man's Sky which I feel was the actual objective of that video game. So mm-hmm. I, would, I, would, I, I think I put it as like my sixth favorite game last year. Uh, I, I admit its flaws, but I still think it's terrifically ambitious. And I, I hope they, they find some way to try again someday. Um, anyways, 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 anyways. That's the NPDs. Nintendo dominated, which is always a very nice thing to see. Yeah, unfortunately, it probably won't be repeated next month just because uh, the big Switch game of the month, at least as far as retail is concerned, doesn't come out until after the NPD period closes. It's Mario versus Rabbits. Yeah. So we'll, we'll so we'll see if uh, Splatoon Two has tentacles. Mar- <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's good. Mario like Rabbits that. is in like two weeks. It's two weeks, huh? Yeah. That's crazy. I know. Actually, it's like 10 days now if it comes out on a Tuesday. No one has the copy yet, I don't think. Right um, on the side. I, not that I've heard either. I, I, don't even think our, I don't even think our source for getting these things way too early has it yet. Okay, so I'm very, I'm very curious to hear through some grapevines what the early impressions of that game are. But I bet it's going to be totally pretty good. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right, Splatoon 2 bundle. Justin, tell me some stuff about this thing. All right, yeah, there's a Splatoon 2 Nintendo Switch bundle coming to Walmart exclusively on September 8th. It's going to be $379.99, and it's going to include the Nintendo Switch, the Splatoon-colored green and pink Joy-Con, a digital copy of Splatoon 2, and a Splatoon 2 Switch carrying case. At that okay. price, I'd want a physical copy of Splatoon 2. I yeah. agree there. And uh, Nintendo hasn't specifically said if they're going to be selling that Joy-Con color combination separately in North America, but the press mm-hmm. release kind of hinted at it because they said it would be the first chance for people in this region to get that color scheme, which kind of implies there will be another chance down the road. It either means that or it means that they don't know yet, but they want to leave the door open. I I don't see why they wouldn't. I mean, it's free money at this point. Yeah. yeah. You're right. Um, Although, you know what else is free money? The NES Classic. It is free money. The Super Nintendo Classic. Do you think Nintendo's going to announce when that thing is going to be going up for pre-order? Uh, I would hope it's soon. I think some retailers said by the end of the month. Yeah. No, Nintendo, Nintendo said that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think we'll see it then, but I, I'm, for what it's worth, I try, I checked if our Walmarts here had the bundle, and they don't yet. But I'm really afraid to see what the price on that is going to be in Canada. Oh yeah, probably going to be five hundred. Oh my god, that I don't, I don't think that case is very good either. It looks like a soft case. So yeah, I think it kind of looks like kind of looks like the one I have, which is like the hoary one I bought from EB the day I bought my Switch. What do you think of that type of case? Eh, I don't. I don't mind it. Although, it, for some reason, it turns on every every so often. Oh, that's right, Donald. I, I meant to ask you. Uh, when I go to Canada, if I bring like a hundred dollars, will I be poorer or richer when I get to Canada? Uh, you will have. You will be richer, although ca- you're going to a very expensive part of the country. Cool. Awesome. Donald, uh, my question for you is: uh, What is the minimum wage? in canada uh it depends it's set by province it's not a federal one but here i believe it's 10.95 oh wow okay no the reason why i ask that is because everyone knows how expensive australian prices are but the flip side of that is that a lot of people in australia even at lower paying jobs 
are making quote unquote more money, or at least they're getting a, paid a higher number every hour. So it's mm, not yeah. exactly as bad, but it seems like Canadians are actually paying more money than United States people. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I, I should stand corrected here. It's 1085 for me. Mm-hmm. If I was working for minimum wage, but got it. Sounds good. It <laughs> doesn't sound good, but this is, sounds sounds time to transition to another topic. Your question yeah. was answered. My question <laughs> has been answered. We can continue our video podcast show. Arms Minute, Donald. I believe Metacham is going to be a playable character in Arms. I I wouldn't mind that. Well, it, it's not going to be Metacham specifically, but it is some sort of skinnier, skinnier fighter. Who apparent? Who apparently, their arm. Like if you punch their arm, you get damage. So I don't know if they just have extra chip damage or what the deal is with it. So uh, some nice thick hips on that one, though. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> apparently, makes a great character. No twin telly. <laughs> what is up with Nintendo and bringing the thickness this year? <laughs> I I think it's bringing that booty. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a third-person game, so you would think that you know that particular part of the body would be more more attractive. It's the the first rule of theme, of character design in MMOs. But I, I'm more worried about the. I'm honestly kind of worried about the fan base. I'm kind of like Neil on on this because we're getting that the Nintendo fan base. There, there's a certain loud population of that of Nintendo fans that are starting to get a way too publicly creepy about Nintendo characters. <laughs> oh, you mean like uh, the Overwatch people have been doing for since Overwatch came out? Yeah, but I'm I'm talking about like characters you wouldn't even expect to be, you know, treated in that fashion, like some very ugly Fire Emblem bosses that need a oh. thirst aid kit. I... And, th- and 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 then there was the tweets of from when Nintendo announced the release date for for uh, the new Layton game this fall. <laughs> some people were subtle, some people not so much. <laughs> Oh yeah, that was weird. I do think, and and we don't we don't really talk social political stuff on this show, and this isn't the time to start. But I do think that of every attempt I've ever seen at diversity in video games, Nintendo's has probably been the most graceful and the most like the least clumsily done. And I, I think it's been done in nearly every extent to the positive benefit of the game. Like, it doesn't seem like it's a bunch of people who want to make their little mark on social change and are just stuffing uh, a, a sort of a color palette of characters into the game. Nintendo does it in ways that make sense, and I think they do it gracefully, and I don't think they do it clumsily, and I think that's worth applauding. Yeah, and and just, like, enhancements in technology let them make care ha- have a wider color palette because you know back in the day you only had so many colors to you could only have so many colors active at one time so you couldn't so you couldn't really do alternate skin tones a whole lot for say mario but now that we have the you know more powerful consoles we can we can flesh out pardon the pun the characters a little bit more Mm -hmm. and and bring in more variety who was the first black nintendo character and my question is was it the gym leader in Pokemon Black and White? Mike Tyson. True. Ooh. That's that's very good. Hmm. Does it count if it's a likeness? And it's, and it's not an original well, even even then, Piston Honda. That's true. That's very true. I guess I guess Punch Out is like an early example of Nintendo totally doing diversity right. Yeah, and at the same time, ramping up every stereotype known to man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right, but, you're wrong. They did it to everyone equally, though. <laughs> uh, yeah, Punch-Out. I hope they bring back Punch-Out to some extent. And I hope they bring back not Floyd Mayweather, because he's too low of a weight class. But maybe like Tony Wilder? I, I don't know. Who, whoever, is, whoever you can pull in as a heavyweight fighter. Maybe even just modern Mike Tyson, because EA's UFC did it. I feel like we're removed enough that it's he's not like a blemish on the game to include Mike Tyson. Mm. Yeah, I got I had to go and check who is in the 1984 arcade version of Punch Out. Oh yeah, because there's multiple Punch Outs. <laughs> yeah, there's so many games with the name Punch Out. It's ridiculous. 
who are your favorite Black Nintendo characters? I'm looking at um, I'm, I'm looking at a NeoGaf thread. They posted Mister Game and Watch and Mister Game and Watch. This is reminding me of the the Jewish Nintendo characters talk we had several months well, ago. Mister Game and Watch counts. He's probably the first. See, I always but he can change color. He can. <clears throat> Which means he's the most ethic, ethnically diverse character in video games. <laughs> um, but it just means that Nintendo views uh, different races as airplane uh, airplane model drawings. There is Wonder Black from uh, Wonderful 101 who is, who is an African-American character. Or Indian, according to someone on NeoGAF. Someone posted a picture of Jinx. It's it's I, I don't feel weird doing this I because I I don't mean it in any way I'm I'm genuinely curious about racially diverse Nintendo characters because I think it's a very interesting topic, um, yeah I don't know, I don't know that's that's all I have for for this week on uh, interesting off Nintendo of arms. characters off of arms <laughs> off of arms you know what it's more than I expected to talk about arms yeah next up. We got some Monster Hunter demos to talk about. Donald wrote up a uh, impressions article for Monster Hunter Stories, and then he also played XX. Let's talk about stories first. I um I played twenty minutes of the demo today, which is the introduction for that game. It starts very slow, and the story is very yokai watch chasing Pokemon and Saturday morning cartoon anime. And I enjoyed playing that once in Yokai Watch 2 because I kind of liked the cheesiness. But I just I can't deal with it a second time around, I don't think. Yeah, I, I think it's I think for me, because I, I got way farther into that demo than you did, but I also mm-hmm. I, I put a few hours in to write that impressions article. And I think just like I said last week, I I got into the stories, and I think there is actually a fun little turn-based battle system here, even if it is a little simplistic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wait, are you? That demo is several hours long. It it's like the first part of the game. You can actually carry over the save data to the final version. Oh, that's cool. TRBR points out Doc Brown, or is that his name? Doc, Doc Lewis. Doc, Doc Lewis. I'm actually oh. looking at some of the characters from. Uh, the arcade punch out, which I actually own one, but mm-hmm. I haven't played in a while. Uh, Kid Quick and Mr. Sandman both appear to be. I he brings you a dream. A, a good question I have: What ethnicity is Captain Falcon? See, I used to think he was I think an he's ethnic, Japanese, ethnically diverse, I thought... and I think he is Japanese, and I, I think he's dark-skinned Japanese. Well, do, I, I don't recall ever seeing him. Without the mask on, outside of like the anime stuff, and that in that one he's from another planet anyway. Mm-hmm. That's true. So I guess, <coughs> I guess Captain Falcon might be an alien. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, but I think yeah. It, I mean, this is clear. Like Monster Hunter Stories is getting back to that here. It's clearly an attempt to chase that yokai watch money, which is clearly an attempt to chase the Pokemon money, and and also for Capcom to get them while they're young. And sure. to that to that end, I think it'll it would work pretty well. Like I, I would be more apt to recommend this. Like I'd be more apt to recommend this to my roommate's younger sister than to say my my his younger brother. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I just I lost my connection briefly and I have returned. Anyways, I yeah I didn't click with the demo. I'm gonna play a little more because I love the concept of a Pokemon-esque Monster Hunter game. I I kind of wish it would do less of the Monster Huntery stuff and just leave that to Monster Hunter. My question for you is, what did you think of the actual Monster Hunter game, Monster Hunter XX Japanese demo, now available on Nintendo Switch? Um, I kind of didn't get through the first fight because I. The problem is I don't I can't read Japanese, so especially when <laughs> that it's is in, a problem. Like if it was if it was like Romanji, I might have been able to struggle through it. But the Hiragana, I had no idea what I was doing, so I went in basically with, I think I basically went in sword and board, and I could not get the monster 
Like I couldn't, I was not able to bring down the first monster I tried. And honestly, I really would need to play this, really need this in English before I would probably try again. How'd it look? It, it looked really good. It, it, I mean, <clears throat> I think they're, I think Monster Hunter pulled a Pokemon in that they're using higher res assets than normal because they know they were transitioning to an HD console at some point. Oh, yeah. So the 3DS one might have suffered slightly in performance because of it, but the the game itself looks really good, And it, but it it's a game that I didn't really get all that into in the first place with the original generations. I think I'm only like three hours in. Mm. Got it. Those controlling it. shit. I, I wouldn't say that's true. <laughs> The it, PS3 it's more, games, come on now. Yeah, but like the 3DS games, with especially for for Ultimate Generations, where you have access to the Circle Pad on a new 3DS, yeah, that that's fine. And it, it actually, I think I think part of the problem was I wasn't used to how they had the. Uh, I'm used to using like L and A and Y to go through items, but I think I had to use like the X button for this one. Oh, mm-hmm. so. I was, I don't. It, I wasn't in there long enough for a claw to develop, but. <laughs> got it, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. All right, Donald, you bought Sonic Mania today, almost explicitly for this show, although also for your own devices. Tell me about Sonic Mania. Um, that they literally start you out with, re, with like two remixed versions of classic Sonic levels. Which are two of the levels that I happen to enjoy from the first two from the first Sonic games, mm-hmm. and I, I should say, as far as Sonic goes, I'm in the camp that they that once the, the Toronto Blue Jays were no longer World Series champions, they stopped being good. What year was that? <laughs> uh, 1994. <laughs> wow. All right. Yeah. So I I'm liking it so far, but I hit a I hit a pretty hard roadblock in the flying battery zone. Like I've, I've had I had to restart that that level several times, and I'm still not. Wall, and I have no idea that you're supposed to press up and down repeatedly over and over again to move a block you're standing on. Not not that bad. I did eventually get to the boss, but just it it tri- the boss got me, and it's like okay, I I need to I need to step away from this for a minute. I am going to keep going with it just because I still have not been able to find a chaos emerald. I got oh. one. Sh- I got one shot in a secret stage, the fir- in the first level, and I haven't been able to find a Chaos Emerald stage since. Hmm. I've I've played plenty of Blue Sphere, and I still suck at Blue Sphere. But yeah, the the new the new one, which is sort of like you have to catch up to this alien ship under a time limit. It I still need to figure out just how the hell do I actually get an emerald out of that? Yeah. Okay. People really love Sonic Mania. It's got like an 85, 86 on Metacritic, and beyond. Yeah, the highest rated. Yeah, yeah, the highest rated Sonic game ever. Is it really like beyond even like? Oh, I guess the classic ones. There wasn't necessarily a Metacritic, but there are some people saying it's the best Sonic game ever. Some people saying it's the only good Sonic game ever. It's is it lining? Is that lining up for you so far, Donald? I I I liked Sonic Two. But I got into a real groove with that game back in the day that sort of everything else has been trying to live up to that. I'm not, I don't think I'm there yet, but we'll, we'll see what happens with this if I can get through it. It's amazing to me that a team of Sonic the Hedgehog fans ended up making one of the best Sonic games in years. I shouldn't be surprised, because to a lesser extent, Vicarious Visions, uh, they I mean, they did pick up the reins after Naughty Dog, but I kind of see them as a bunch of passionate Crash Bandicoot fans making a Crash game, and I think, I think that's what I see with this team, too. Uh, in my last job at the community newspaper I was writing for, our graphic designer actually worked with the guys... Who are working? Who worked on Sonic Mania, and apparently they do some crazy, crazy, crazy good work. Um, and I, I guess it shows through Sonic Mania. <laughs> yeah, the they, they should let Cap Capcom should let fans make a Mega Man game. They don't want to do it. Didn't they try that already with Legends Three, and then they said no? Screw <laughs> it. 
Well, I've, that, I've, that, I've, yeah. that reminds me, I finally got the rest of my backer rewards for Mighty Number no. Nine. Oh, how are they? I'm not opening them. I think I'm gonna sell them. <laughs> some of them are apparently good, and some of them are apparently really, really bad. Just sell them for more than you put in for the Kickstarter. <laughs> I doubt good that. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already in the hole. It's not gonna be fixed. Oh. You know, you know what's the worst thing about Mighty Number no. Nine is that everything. Un- oh, sure, <laughs> everything. <laughs> but with No Man's Sky, there are a lot of people, or at least a small minority of people, bare minimum, like me, who will defend No Man's Sky and call it an extremely ambitious project and feel bad for developers and 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 want to see them try it again, like at at the very least. No one has any pity for Mighty Number no. Nine. Everyone's upset. A lot of people are angry, and they st- and like that team still owes like one or two more video games and maybe an anime in addition to that. In a Vita version, and a 3DS version, and a 3DS version. If you thought the Wii U version ran poorly, I can't wait to see this thing chugging along on 3DS. I, I, I think I've told this story before, but um, I saw Mighty Number no. Nine for PS4 on a Target clearance track for like eight dollars, and I bought it. Didn't play it, uh, and then like the very next week, Best Buy had the like deluxe edition with the stupid figurine on sale for ten bucks, and I could get free shipping. So I got that. So I've probably spent more on Mighty Number no. Nine than most people. I I spent ten bucks in that game, and I immediately regretted it. I don't want to talk about how much I spent on that game. The, uh, uh, you know, I they will sh- say that I'll say that the figure is of poor quality. Why am I not surprised? Yeah, I know. What they should do with the, with the 3DS and Vita versions, instead of shipping Mighty Number no. Nine, just ship a cart with Mighty Gunvolt Burst on it and port it to Vita. Sh- send that. <laughs> There's just your send, Mighty. Should just send an envelope with ten dollars. It says we're sorry. I'd rather have that. <laughs> I spent half of ten dollars. To get four Mega Man games. Oh wait, and three of those like, are actually good. That was five bucks. Well, for me it was because I got it during the Amazon price error. Oh okay. Yeah, I love Mega Man. So it was, you know, I just I just think that they're gonna put out like you know Mega Man Complete Collection someday. So I'm kind of waiting on that. Um, I played the first one on 3DS, and it was the first time I played Mega Man last year. You're right. And I played one through six. I remember one, two, three, and six were really, really wonderful. Four and five, I was kind of eh, on. Honestly, uh, I think they're all great games. When you go back to the NES era, you look at the other games it was up against at the time, and they were all yeah. higher tier quality compared to most things that were coming out at the time. You could but- make it. Mm-hmm. Technical performance of five in particular is is really amazing to me with the the um, different colored uh, backgrounds in Crystal Man State. That's really cool. Five actually runs poorly on 3DS unless you switch it to That's the Japanese version. Yeah, That's and then weird. It runs better. The best of that collection might be the best platforming on the NES. <laughs> oh yeah. Mm. And. and like maybe best run and gun. Yeah. Which one's your favorite, Alex? So I have a couple answers. I think the heart of Mega Man is most visible in the first game, even though it didn't age so well. I think two is probably the best game of the six. And there's something that I really, really love about Mega Man 6 that does not get enough attention called to it. And it's the fact that despite the fact that it came out on the NES, that game is made with the development philosophy of like a AAA video game made today. Like, it's a technical powerhouse. It allows you to do all these things with all this different equipment that Mega Man games, let alone any other NES game, had even attempted on the NES properly up until that point. Didn't I, it I have th- some branching paths in that one too. I, I think it. Yeah. I think it had some and branching. You could go back paths. to levels. It was. It was. It was very easy, but it's the kind of easy that like made it almost extra fun to play to an extent. Uh, I, I think two's the best one, but I have a soft spot in my heart for one and six. 
three is yeah. really good. I put three at the top spot. I just like the Proto Man storyline. You had Russian. You get the fight all the bosses from two again, which is awesome. But they're but they're they're not um, the bosses in the they're not really the bosses from two. They're the like attacks of the bosses from two, but you have to fight him a different way because he's a much larger sprite. I don't yeah. like that. And I don't like the remixed levels. I feel like that's, you know, dragging the game out. Yeah, I yeah. I had a hard time with beating, uh, with getting through three for a while just because, like, twelve eight is the perfect level, number of levels for a Mega Man-style game. 12 is just too much. Mm-hmm. Especially one with two bosses in it. Is it an unpopular opinion to say that I don't really like the boss rushes in Mega Man games? Uh, I don't love them either, but it's a Capcom thing. It's just what they do. I mean, I think one of the tricks with most of those Mega Man games is you stock up on E-Tanks well before all that, and then the well, before you even start the Wily stages, go back to the other stages and just stock up on E-Tanks, and you will make it through the game. Or, or at least in Mega Man Three, just add A six and red to your to your password. That oh, gives yeah. you nine E tanks right <clears> at <throat> the start. Yeah, I think for I think for Legacy Collection Two, I'm I, I never really like I beat seven once just to say that I beat every game on the Mega Man Collection on GameCube. Yeah, but but I don't remember much of it. But eight, you will drive you insane. It is insane. It's not the Saturn version. Is it hard? No. It's It's just the cutscenes. You you have to watch the cutscenes. I I think the the cutscenes are best best watched by YouTube poop. (laughs) (laughs) I think the problem with uh, Mega Man 7, 8, and Mega Man in base is... uh, Sprites are too big. The sprites are too big, and you move... like very slowly, so the game feels a bit bogged down, and the action not is intense. I don't know. Oh my it's, gosh, you move so slowly in Mega Man Eight and Base, and it's like such a difference compared to X, which is on the same Super Nintendo. Where once you get that dash move, and in the later ones they just give it to you up up front. Where that game is so fast paced and action intensive, it's completely night and day. Yeah. And nine and ten are totally good games, right? Yes. Yep. Uh, ten is great. Nine is really fucking hard. I don't yeah. think so. I used to be. I used to do runs of nine in under forty minutes, start to finish. I cannot. Uh, I have. I got stuck on the Black Devil, and did not go back. I really need to. Um, huh. So okay. I'm- under 40? Because, man, the, the tool-assisted world record that I'm looking at is 30. Yeah, I think I'd get it in about 40-ish minutes. Maybe not under, but 40, 45. I'd, nice. I I put a lot of time. When I saw my time on Wii for that game, like there'd be times I was just like, I'm just going to blast through Mega Man 9 right now. And <laughs> Mega Man 8 has YouTube poop, huh? Oh it should if it doesn't. <laughs> Mega Man is voiced by what sounds like a 10-year-old girl. <laughs> and 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 Doctor White is voiced by Elma Fudd. <laughs> yeah. can, can we agree that the best YouTube poop of all time is Hank of the Hill? Like yes. I think that's com- that's common knowledge, right? Boggle. It's uh, Hedgers <laughs> and Clippers some... and Hedgers and Clippers. Yeah. Sea <laughs> King, Sea King, Sea King. <laughs> Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. And Saturday. <laughs> I <laughs> turn this show into yeah, YouTube, have, poop, have, guys. Come on. Uh, am I? Am I like? Uh oh. And Alex just lost his connection again. There he is. I can see him, but he's frozen. Okay, I'm back again. I'm back. Okay, I'm back. Yeah, yeah. That is a the YouTube poop is better than the episode of the show. Which I can say because I watched it roughly a week ago. Nothing's better than um, that Pokemon video. Uh, shit. Is that a YouTube poop also? Yeah, it's it's about the Newgrounds one where Pikachu's fighting Bulbasaur or Ivysaur, and there's a lot of swearing. It's very funny. 
TRBR says YouTube poop. Is this 2007? The answer is yes. The answer. <laughs> it's, I, I remember being in 2007. Yeah, I was 13. Um, TRBR. I mean, yeah, to the Sonic game came out. It's, it's older than 2007 right now. Yeah. Oh, wow. And then there's Walrus and then Walrus Guy. Yep. Nothing <laughs> else we still need to talk about. We still we still Pokemon. Have the last thing. Pokemon. Okay. <clears throat> the Pokemon World Championship started this morning, and I presume this happened as part of the opening ceremony. There, there were like there were three videos, separate videos that were put out. One was from Game Informer because they've been embedded with uh, Game Freak and doing most of this stuff for the last couple of weeks. And then there was one video that got dropped at like 10 o'clock, like 9 o'clock in the morning Eastern. And then this, which was like the overview of Sun and Moon again, for those who missed it the first time. And then they put out a Z-Moves trailer to coincide with the opening ceremonies of the Worlds. Right. And there was also a Japanese version, which was similar footage, but slightly altered. There might have been another screen or two that didn't offer uh, much new information. But... Trailer happened, Pokemon World Championships at the very least to coincide. There's the new Lycanroc Dusk form, which I used to think wasn't very cool, but I'm coming around to the idea. I just like that it it's gonna it's gonna be I don't know if it's gonna be more balanced than the two versions that we got now. I just don't like that it's like a time limited event. Mm. Is it going to be event based? Is that the only way to get it? Yeah, like it's the it's the please buy this game in the first couple of months launch event. Got it. So it's yeah, a full on munch flex. Can you breed it? We don't even know. So maybe it yeah. won't be that bad. Um, it showed off Coma O's Z attack, which looks like it's a fighting type move that is super effective against dragon types. I, I think it, I think it's just a dragon move. But the scary the scary things are, it's a dragon type move. It hits everything. And there's a stat boost of some nature after that, which seemed to be uh, like an ancient power boost, which is 50% increase to everything. Oh, so it's like a uh, a dragon type earthquake and a dragon type ancient power put together. <laughs> yeah, except the except the effect of except the instead of being a 10% chance of boosting everything, it's guaranteed. Jeez, Louise! It, it was a great looking animation too. Um... I hope there's more forms. I hope it's not just the attacks because the attacks are the lesser cousin to Mega Evolutions. I think. I barely yeah, but in my playthrough of the game. Yeah, I, I think what they're gonna, I think what they're doing because it seems like there's gonna be more exclusive Z moves because they've done the ones, you know, the generic ones for each type. They're gonna treat the Z moves now as a way of getting like Mega Evolution level powers. So. So what Como is getting here, that may be the first of many ones that have, you know, super coverage plus 50% stat buffs across the board. Got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. All right. And then as far as the actual trailer and gameplay overview itself, it showed us both a lot and very little at the same time. If you're just someone who casually likes Pokemon, you probably got almost nothing out of this trailer. But between the press releases and the videos... We know the game is going to be about Necrozma, the uh, the Xenomorph-looking mofo, who is a very cool design, probably one of the coolest legendary designs in Thraquaza. It looks like there's going to be some kind of gym integration, maybe. We don't know if it's going to be gyms, but we do know, based on map stuff you were telling me about Donald, that the empty plots from Sun and Moon are going to be filled in this time around. Yeah, so they they felt they, one of the sh one of the screens that flashed by in the first trailer that came out this morning was a picture of one of the one, a character you could battle in the post game of Sun and Moon having a bit more of a role, and he was standing in what looked like a three D version of the Vermilion City gym with like the the garbage cans lying around, except in where the gym leader would be, there was like a generic black belt, so it may just be like a training room. Or it could be something completely different. We don't know. Mm -hmm. Was that character? So that character wasn't Sun and Moon. That character wasn't Sun and Moon. Um, there is a series of fights you can have in the post in the post game after you've been 
you've are been you the champion. Talking about the um, what happens when you return to the Elite Four? Yeah, he is. Yeah, you. He'll challenge you. He can challenge you there. It's purely random who you get from like one of ten people. But yeah, got it. Got it. That's might be the coolest thing in Sun and Moon is just not only how the the Elite Four plays out, but what happens after you beat the Elite Four. Because that's something that I feel like every kid who's played Pokemon has wanted forever. Um, yeah, very cool, very cool, very cool. So there looks like the maps. There's gonna be more stuff on the map. There's there's a grayish blackish cloud. The timeline is not confirmed, except it seems like it's probably gonna take place. After Sun and Moon, considering everything's filled in. I'm not convinced the games have that much content in them yet. Yeah, and I mean they went I mean they announced these they announced these games in June and then went and they just shut up for two months about it. So aside from this Lycan Rock, we like this is the first time we've seen anything about it since they were announced. They I don't know if we're gonna start to see a blitz of content especially as we come to things like gold and silver coming out, maybe they announce some new Alolan forms at that point for the gold and silver for Johto era Pokemon. Maybe they go a little bit more into the story, hopefully without spoiling the damn thing this time, mm-hmm. which, but I don't think, I don't think they have enough time. They don't have the time unless they're going to do it like a trailer a week to, to go into the amount of detail that we had with sun and moon. By the time those games come out on November 17th, yes, yes, uh, 17th? Yep. Okay, by the time the games come out on November 17th, you will know what the post-game looks like, whether you want to or not. Because <laughs> those islands look bigger. Um, I thought maybe one of them was a Battle Frontier, but I could be wrong. I hope we're getting new Ultra Beasts. I feel like one of the cool things about Ultra Beast, despite the fact that they're totally just Pokemon, is that there are justifications you can make for adding them to the game. The only the only reason I don't think they'll do that, aside from maybe like alternate forms, is because they'd have to code something in so that Sun and Moon could see them, because they don't like to do updates for that. We learned that the hard way with uh, X and Y after Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire came out. That's that's too bad. Ultra Beasts are another one of the coolest things in Sun and Moon, I think. The designs are so whack in just the best way. Anyways, 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 anyways. We still haven't seen that much from Pokemon, Ultra Sun, and Ultra Moon. I'll probably buy the games when they come out. I don't know. It's Pokemon. What am I going to do, not buy a Pokemon game? I'm, I'm already too deep in it now. I've already played, what, 20 of them? I've beaten basically every single one except yellow. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm I'm into a pre-order for the Steelbook, and considering what Amazon did to pre-orders in Canada this week, cutting the discount to in half, I'm probably going to hang on to that because it Got seems it. like the only way to get those games cheap at this point. Small Dream purports that Ultra Sun and Moon takes place in a different dimension to Sun and Moon. Okay. Interesting perspective or fact, but I don't think it's a fact. Mm, I don't think so, but who knows? knows? Pokemon has done a lot of weird things with alternate dimensions. So who knows? Absolutely. I do believe that is our show for this week. That is another episode of Nintendo News Report. Thank you so much for watching. I'm Alex Kulafi, joined by uh, Justin Barubi. King Nintendo fan on Twitter, Donald yep. Mick on Twitter for Donald Terrio. You can also check him out at NFR Podcast, Nintendo Free Radio. You can also check out Zachary Miller at ZMiller1902, Z M I L L E R 1902. I'm on Twitter. You will, go, but you will be gone next week. I will be in Canada. Sounds good. Um, you're not going to be near Donald, I'm guessing. Uh, He's going to be in the opposite side of the country for me. <laughs> I don't know. I think stranger meetups have happened. They, they don't speak French where I'm going. <laughs> well, that's good. There, there's something for you good. to look forward to. I'm, just, <laughs> yeah. I'm on Twitter at C-U-L-A-F-I-A. 
Also check us out patreon.com slash NWR support the site that supports the show. Yeah, there's some inter- there is some interesting content on there, especially on the Patreon this week, uh, with something that we've been working on for about a year, and that's gonna go live for everybody probably next week. Yeah, oh, yes, that is so cool. Look I forward ha- to it. I have kind of a hot take for you, Donald, that I totally forgot to bring up on the show, and it's gonna take an extra two minutes for me to bring up. But I played maybe three to five hours of Fire Emblem Echoes, and I totally don't think I like it. Is that a weird take to have on this game? Um, even my, you're burning out on it faster than most people I know, but I've, I'm getting that a lot of people don't like how the end game of that is structured just because it's still an NES game at heart. It's still a balls hard NES game at heart. And it's still, I I think the part of the NES game that I can see in this game is almost how repetitive the fights are. Like, it's trying to pull in some kind of, like, almost SMT first-person stuff here and there. Whoa! Alright. That's almost our time to end the show, but I... It's okay. I think it's kind of repetitive so far. I don't like the dungeons. Yeah, and that's where a lot of... that's. I still have to go back and finish that off, but... A lot of the people that I've talked to, especially my my roommate, especially, they get burned out by late game dungeons. Got it. Got it. All right, we totally got to cut this show off because people are in Zach's house now. Uh, what do I do here? I muted Zach. Okay, I just muted Zach. Okay, I'm I'm ending this on a high note so you can hear my voice. <laughs> I'm not gonna let, uh, I'm not gonna make it so Zach's wife is just talking in the background as we close off the show. Otherwise, I'm cutting off the last two minutes of the show. Zach's microphone is very, very sensitive. Anyways, that's our show for this week. On behalf of Zach, Donald, and Justin Baruby, I hope y'all have a wonderful night. Sleep tight. Be safe this weekend. Yep. Bye bye. Bye.